his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm, then with the belts of truth, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted, with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, in addition of all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit in all occasion with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known and mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Father, thank you. Thank you that we can be here this morning to, uh, to celebrate you, to bring glory to your name, to praise you and worship you. Thank you for Friendship Group who've been leading us through, uh, through singing praise to you, through praying, through offerings, and through reading the Bible and sharing about what they love, about who you are, and about the church, and about all their friends and mentors. Lord, I pray that this time of worship will shape us and form us more and more into the people you're calling us to be. And I pray that the words that shall be spoken next, may they be your words and not mine. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Friendship Group, for leading us in worship so far. It's been pretty amazing, and um, I got to admit, it takes a lot of courage to do what you've been doing. Do you know what this is? Anybody? Yeah. A knight. And a knight in shining armor, though it's maybe not shining as much as it could be. Now, my grandfather 
when he was, when I was growing up, he would tell stories of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. And, and I grew up with all these stories of knights going out to do brave things and, and, and heroic events. And, and they would fight dragons and they'd fight enemies and they'd protect all the people who are weak and who are afraid. And, and when a knight came, came riding up on his horse with his sword and, and his armor, the people would feel brave and they'd feel safe. And, you've been, and they would have courage. And, and that's what you've been learning about is courage. Now, we're going to be talking about armor of God. But the armor of God that, that Paul talks about He's talking about Roman armor, so it's going to look a little different, and we'll have some pictures a little later on as well to show kind of the differences between the knight in shining armor and the Roman soldier's armor as well. But it's really important to, to, to stay strong and to, to have courage, and that's what Paul's talking about in the passage that we just read. Now, do you know where Paul was when he wrote this letter? He was in prison. Is prison the place where it's kind of easy to stay strong and have courage? No, I agree. It's kind of a scary place. And you know it's that the guards there, really, they're not on your side because they're kind of saying, hey, look, you've done something bad. And the other prisoners, you're never sure what they're going to do either. So it's a scary place. And yet Paul is saying, hey, be strong, have courage, and, and don't be afraid. And for me, I'm going, wow, that's kind of really hard. But he wants the church in Ephesus to be strong. And it wasn't always easy to be strong there because when Paul was there, he was teaching all about Jesus and he was telling them that all the idols that, that are in the city and all those temples, there, they're, they're not real. They're, 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 they're just kind of all pretend. And then the people there got really angry at Paul and they rose up and, and they had a riot and everything else. And, and it'd be really easy to be afraid then to stand up for Jesus. And Paul says, but it's okay. You can be strong and you can stand strong because God calls us to put on the armor of God. Well, and I've worn armor a couple of times, and it is heavy, and it is so hard to, to move in it. And then I realized, as I remembered that, that this armor is, is all about protecting us, but it's not really calling us to go out and fight. And that's what Paul's point as well is, is he's saying, okay, we put on this armor, now I don't want you to go looking for a fight. Yeah, I know, it's kind of, when you got all this protection, it's easy to go looking for a fight, but Paul says, no, this is to keep us, it's to protect us. And, and, and that's why I often ask people, where do you see God working in your life? Because when we know how to see where God is working in our life, that gives us courage, that helps us to stand strong. That's what I like about every once in a while coming to some of your meetings. I hear you singing songs of praise and joy and everything else. And I hear you have a lesson learning about who Jesus is. And you learn more about who God is. And, and that's how we stay strong is by remembering who God is. And like you said, and we sang, God is with us. And that's where our strength comes from as well.
So our battle that Paul's talking about, it's not against other people. So it's not like Nora kind of pounding on, on Pete. That's not the kind of battle that, that Paul's talking about. He's talking about the battle for our hearts and for our minds, the way we think. And so that's why he kind of gives us, he talks about the armor that we have. He says, you know, I want you to stand our ground, and after we've done everything, to stand. And that takes courage. It takes to be, it's hard. And, and we have to realize, like Paul did, that, you know what, there's, there's heaven above, and then there's earth down here, and... And the Jews and Paul believed that there is this whole space in between heaven and earth. And do you know who was there? There's all kinds of powers and principalities he talks about. The Jewish people believed that that's where Satan had a whole lot of power and a whole lot of control. So when Jesus died on the cross, he was lifted above the earth, but he was below heaven So the cross for the Jewish people later on showed them that Jesus was fighting against Satan when he was on the cross, and Jesus wins. And that is the big, big story of of the cross, is that Jesus beats Satan on the cross. And because Jesus beats Satan, we don't have to be afraid. But Paul still gives us all this armor that he talks about. He starts off by, by, or in another letter, he talks about the armor of light in Romans 12, remembering that, reminding us that Jesus is the light of the world. And putting on the armor of light is like putting on Jesus. I've never thought really what it must be like to put on Jesus' clothes, but we put on clothes so that we can be brave to go outside. I would hate to go outside with no clothes on. People would laugh at me like crazy. Pete, you thought you were kind of soft. Yeah, I'm same way. People would just kind of go, ha, 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 So that's, that's not, I put clothes on to kind of hide my body from people so that I can be brave and be outside. So, so we put on Jesus so that our hearts and our minds can be brave as well and to be filled with the Holy Spirit so we can stand strong against all those tricks and those lies that Satan wants to fool us with. So Paul calls us to stand firm with the belt of truth. So this armor doesn't really have a belt. But the Roman armor, they had a belt. And the belt would kind of hold all their stuff together. Their, their breastplate, which was kind of leather instead of metal, but also hold their sword and sometimes they'll hold their bag with some food in it or some other things that they had as well. But for Paul, he says it's the belt of truth. Well, what's truth? Do you guys know what truth is? You guys? We don't have the kids to give us the answers. So if the friends, if you don't have the answers, the whole congregation behind us as well to give us answers. So what is truth? Okay, so you talk about real things. So if we want to know real things, in the Bible, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth. So if you want to know real things, we turn to Jesus. 
And Jesus tells us the real things about this world, that, that God is our Father, that God created the world, and that God also sent him so that Jesus could come and he, would, he offered so many people forgiveness of sins, but he also said, he also said you can be part of the family of God because God is our Father and we're his children. And that's why when we end the prayer, uh, the congregational prayer, we're going to end it with uh, the Lord's Prayer that starts off with our Father who is in heaven. And that's what Jesus came to remind us of, that God loves us so much and that he's not going to leave us. And, and then we put on the breastplate of righteousness. Well, the knights in Europe, they had these big metal metal breastplates and that way it protected their hearts and, and their bodies and and I couldn't find a Roman breastplate but those were mostly made of leather and they were they would wear them so that so that it would it would protect their 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 hearts from from the from the all the weapons from the enemies. But Paul says our breastplate is righteousness. Do you know what righteousness is? Okay, I really like that. It's about respecting yourself because we're created in the image of God and about respecting others as well because they're created in the image of God. That's a really cool answer. And it's about how do we live right in a way that pleases God. So that's why I often think as I kind of go through my day, I learned this a long time ago from this book. I would ask myself, if I'm not quite sure what to do, what would Jesus do? And then I'd say, hmm, well, I know that I'm not supposed to get really angry and, and hurt somebody, so I have to learn how not to hurt somebody. And I also, when somebody needs help, I can't, ignore them I have to try to help them out because Jesus says whenever you help somebody you help me as well and and it's about encouraging people instead of you know laughing at them or making fun of them there's all these ways that Jesus teaches us to live that make God happy but that also help out the people around us and that's about respecting others, and then we learn respect for ourselves. So righteous living is living in ways that, that God is happy, and that is right according to the way that he has taught us. And they're supported by the gospel of peace, those shoes. Now these are all metal shoes, and they're hard to, to walk in, and the Roman shoes were usually leather, though, you know what, even some of the Roman soldiers, if they were really poor, they would walk in bare feet. And then they would, they would keep their shoes just for when they would go fight so that, you know, just in case an arrow or something or they were in a rough battlefield that they wouldn't, they wouldn't get hurt for their feet because if they got hurt, then they wouldn't be able to fight anymore and protect uh, each other. So they would put on the, 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 the shoes and Paul says they're the gospel of peace. Well, gospel means good news. And when we think of good news, we think of Jesus. And Jesus talked about peace. And for Jesus, peace was about how we live with each other, but how we take care of each other, how we, we love God and how we love our neighbors. And it's also about when somebody, when we can help somebody 
become more than they are. So by encouraging in that, you know, the peace is how we live together. Live together well with God and live together well with each other. So that was all this cool stuff I'm learning as I'm getting ready for today. And, and I'm finding that the more stuff I put on, the braver I am, the more courage I have as well. And then Paul comes to the shield of faith. Well, when I was growing up, shields were kind of small, but, but then I found out that those Roman shields, they were four feet tall and they were two feet wide. Now, I'm thinking... Man, those are big and heavy shields. How do you fight with a shield like that? And then I realized that they didn't use those shields to fight with. They used them to protect each other. So a lot of people back then when they were fighting, they used bows and arrows. And sometimes they would light the arrows on fire and, and then they'd shoot them at the people. Well, I'm thinking if there's an a, a arrow that's coming at me that's on fire, I am super scared. So they would put all, they would stand all together, and then the people, all the soldiers in the front row, they would all stand, and then they'd kneel behind the shields, and they would hold them up so that they would lean them up, and all the arrows would hit the shields. And then the soldiers didn't have to be afraid because they weren't going to get hurt from the arrows. And and it's the same way sometimes. Satan uses different kinds of arrows. Maybe he'll use a lie uh, that says, you know what, you can do this and it's okay because it makes you happy even if it's something that's wrong. Or, or maybe it's late at night and you're wondering, oh, it was a really hard day. I, I didn't feel God near me or with me. I wonder where God is. Maybe God doesn't love me or doesn't care for me. So there's all these lies that Satan can tell us and then when we put on this shield of faith, faith is about trusting in Jesus. It's about trusting in God. You know, those, that faith, that trust, it takes away the fear. It takes away all those lies that, that Satan is trying to tell us. And then Jesus himself, even he was, Satan tried to get him to to, to try not to trust God. So, so Jesus was in the wilderness and Satan came and said, uh, hey, do you know that uh, you're hungry? You can turn these rocks into bread. And, and then he said, uh, you know what? Um, if you want people to follow you and believe in you, if you jump from the, from the top of the temple, then God's going to kind of save you and, and then everybody will believe in you. Or you came to be the king of the world. Hey, you know what, I can give it to you and you don't even have to go to the cross. And Jesus said, no, no, I trust in God my Father and I trust in his plan. And that gave him courage to say no to Satan. And that courage is, is really, really, it's really important because that's what helps us to stand strong against God. So the next piece of, of, of armor is the helmet of salvation. So now we talk a lot about salvation in the church, about being saved. So what are we saved from? Are we saved from wild animals? Well, yeah, maybe. I hope so. Yeah. I've been walking sometimes and I hear coyotes coming around or I see dogs coming that they don't look very friendly. And I kind of go, whew, I sure hope that God's keeping me safe right now. But mostly God keeps us safe, the salvation part. Is from our sin. And the, and the sin 
often starts in how we think. It thinks how we think about who God is and how we think about who we are. And sometimes we think that God's not there and he can't see. So then we, we kind of go, oh, I can do whatever I want. Or sometimes Satan gets us thinking that, you know, God doesn't care for us. He's not around us. He's not going to save us. We have to save ourselves. And, and then we remember what Jesus did, that Jesus came and he saved us from our sin. And because Jesus saves us from our sin, we don't have to be afraid. And Jesus says as well that I'll always be there with you so that you don't walk alone. And that's one of the great things about all this armor is that when we wear it, we don't wear it so that we can fight on our own or we can stand strong on our own. We wear it so that we can stand with others who are wearing this armor too. And that's really important because we do it together. We don't do it all by ourselves. And that's why I love Friendship Group is made up from Bethel and from Woodinook and from Wolf Creek and then from all different places in Lacombe. It is really cool because then you're strong and you'll have courage together. Even Paul says in, in another letter, you know what? Let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. So hope Hope keeps us thinking about Jesus and thankful for what he's done for us and reminding us that we're God's children, which is really cool too. And then there's that last one. There's one, one part of the armor that we're supposed to fight with. Do you know what that is? A sword. That's right. And Do you know what the sword is? Yeah. Can you share it? Okay, that's right. The sword is our salvation because the sword is the word of God. So, so here we have a sword and, and, and it's not only about protecting us, but it's also about helping to protect the people around us. So the sword is the word of God. So when Jesus was tempted by Satan, he shared the word of God with Satan and says, see, this is what God says. This is what God says. This is what God says. And in the same way, we, when we're wondering or we're afraid or, or, or we're thinking, what does God want and who does he want me to be, we keep going back to the Bible. We keep going back to the word of God. And, and then as we learn more and more about who God is, it makes us more and more brave as well because we learn all these cool things about God, how he created everything and how even when we sinned, he doesn't leave us. He loves us too much and how he sends Jesus to save us and, and now how he gives us the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit reminds us of what Jesus taught us, he reminds us of the word of God. And when we share that with other people, and that's what Paul says too, you know, we pray that we can share all this with other people so that they can stand strong and they can have courage because they know Jesus loves them and is with them too. And that's why Paul says we always need to pray to stay close to God and to Jesus and to talk regularly with God. What are some of the things you pray to God, talk to God about? Are there things that you especially talk to God about so that you can be strong and brave? Help. Help. Caring. Caring. 
okay. Yeah, there's all these great things that we pray for. I know that I pray for patience and for love for others. I, I pray for my wife that she can be strong and for my kids. I pray for the people in the church that they can be strong. And when they're strong, then I can be strong as well because we, we do all this together. So there's all these things we can pray for. And we talk to God and we trust God because he's our father. And we trust Jesus because he's our savior. He's also our brother and our best friend. And we also trust in the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit lives in us, showing us how much God loves us too. So life and faith aren't always easy. But praying regularly to God our Father, it helps us to stand strong and be brave. Because we know that Satan has no power over us because we wear the armor of God and because Jesus has already beat him. So nothing can separate us from the love of God because we have the armor of God protecting our minds and our heart and that helps keep us strong in the Lord. So I am so excited to hear more and more um, over lunch and at other times, you know, where are you finding courage and how are you finding courage and how is, how is the Lord keeping you strong in all the things that you do? So may the Lord bless you and may the Lord be with you. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you for this armor of God, that your armor that Paul talks and, and he tells us what it's all about and he shares it with us so that we can be strong for you and we can be strong against Satan. And we can know your peace, and we can know your love, and we can know your grace. So Lord, I pray for a friendship group and for all of us, and whether we're here in person or, or at home watching, that we may stand strong in you because we know who you are, our Father, our friend, our Savior, and one who loves us deeply and makes our hearts its home. So Lord, be with us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.